How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today we have the privilege of hanging out here at Chadwick's Fitness and Performance with Bill Castor as well as Joshua Costello. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're we're in for a treat today, really to kind of talk about how you guys are are doing things differently than most. And I feel like you guys have a lot of expertise on on board, and uh, really looking forward to uh, talking about what makes you guys different, and uh, you know how to get your clients where you want to go long term. So, Bill, let's start with you, man. Tell me a little bit more uh, about you and how you got interested in fitness and, and ended up here. Chadwick's. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, my interest started in high school uh, when I first got introduced to somewhat of a uh, strength and conditioning program playing high school sports. So that's where my interest started. Um, from there, uh, when I started applying to colleges, I really only applied to colleges that had a major in exercise science, so I was already predetermined on that. So um, ended up uh, playing some college sports got more involved with the strength and conditioning world there being in college athletics but obviously going through my four years of exercise science minor in sport coaching knew i wanted to be in the fitness industry but also wanted to be around athletes at the same time sure so after i got done college um took a couple years uh looking around to different specific gyms and not going to your being a trainer at a Planet Fitness or any type of chain type of gym. I wanted sure. to be somewhere more localized. Um, so that's where I spent a couple years back in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, training athletes, um, worked as a rehab aide, uh, did some CrossFit coaching, uh, regular personal training. So I was kind of like had my heads in all different directions before uh, I wanted to branch out, looked around pretty much the whole country found Chadwick's and um, was in contact with Josh and Abby for a while before we were able to work something out moved here a little over a little over two years ago now so nice. been down here doing personal training performance training with athletes working with general pop group fitness classes and uh, really loving it so far yeah that's great man it's crazy that you uh, you, know, you had your hands in so many different pots right like I mean you're like hey I'm doing a little bit of CrossFit stuff a little rehab aid stuff and, and obviously your exercise science background I think it's a pretty cool way to kind of blend and, and really kind of get a, a lot of different perspective when it comes to, to training clients how do you feel like some of that's kind of played into your ability to train clients now I think it's played a huge role I mean it was a lot at the time before but having my head and my hands in so many different pots I was able to learn a lot um, I bet. so uh, especially with like the working with the physical therapy, I was able to learn as far as like little like rehab prehab tools with a lot of like general pop clients. You're kind of dealing with daily aches and pains. Um, some elderly clients too are a little bit older and have a little bit more special needs. So I think that's uh, that's helped me a lot. Um, keeping those types of clients around for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to have all those tools at your disposal, right? When can you put one hat on? Like, that's what separates somebody who's just going through the motions of, hey, I train clients, right? Versus being able to say, hey, I'm going to take my hat off for, for this and put a different skill set on to, to kind of accomplish whatever goal that this particular client has. So I, I love that. So, uh, Josh, tell me, a little, you know, Josh, tell me a little bit more about your kind of story with, with Chadwick's and how you got into fitness, man. Yeah, so um, I started out of college right away. And uh, I, don't, I won't tell you what uh, year, because then you'll figure out my age. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I moved here in 06, and I trained 
two years before that. Cool. And um, and in 06 at Chadwick's. Actually, I've been at Chadwick since 06 since I moved here, which wow. is crazy. And uh, so we are off of Cool Springs Road. Um, if if uh, I think it's a ballroom dancing uh, mm-hmm. place. It was like 3,000 square feet, small. Yeah. It, you know, it worked. Like I started at the front desk. I was doing 5 a.m. <laughs> shifts. You know, like I tell the trainers here, like, hey, dude, like I had to hustle. You know, like it just wasn't handed to me. And um, it's early, early starts hitting hitting oh, the desk at 5 a.m. is tough. <laughs> that was me. That was me. So, and yeah. so. Yep. Um, but you know, I got into fitness to kind of back up a little bit before that. Um, fitness and performance worked out for me more of just uh, is an option that uh, there other options didn't really work out for me just with school related. You sure. know, I, I love school, but I didn't. I knew that I couldn't go to PT school. Like I was actually thinking about being a physical therapist. Yeah. And so I just know with my ADD, it'd be just a lot. <laughs> it's a it's a long you know, route. It's a long route. And I looked into it heavily. I was looking to do uh, Belmont potentially for their PT school. Um, I knew that deep down I love to help people. Right. So I knew I was kind of in the right sphere, the right area. But I knew that school for me, whew, like going more with that type of learning, I learned better like on my terms. Yeah. So a lot of the, I've learned a lot over the last 10 years with like online and different uh, classes uh, that you go to, uh, conferences. That's how I learned better. And so um, it kind of just happened that way, you know, and um, and I love I love uh, motivating and just kind of getting in people's lives and meeting mm-hmm. them where they're at. So, you good. know, um, I have a gift of just kind of like understanding the whole situation and understanding the person at the same time yeah. and just using your tools within that whole process. So, um, you know, the fitness performance worked for me and um, I was an athlete, like Bill said, as well, uh, played college baseball. And so that kind of propelled me to to stay in it and, and get into it and then going back to Chadwick's now um, we were like I said off Cool Springs Road about 3,000 square feet if that it was very small I started training more athletes there we were more fitness only so I was the one that kind of brought the performance side into Chadwick's yeah it's great and so I told the owner I said uh, the majority owner at the time I said hey um, you know I'm looking to train more athletes but it's tough to do that here you know, I'm gonna look at another gym potentially. They understood I wasn't wanting to leave because it was a bad gym. It was just, I didn't have space. And so God kind of set it up, man. I mean, um, I knew the owner of Velocity Sports, mm-hmm. which is where we're at now. They created this whole, uh, the way it's laid out, um, it's 21,000 square feet. So it's a, a massive little, space. <laughs> little upgrade from 3,000. And um, they, uh, they ended their business, Velocity went out of business but the lease was still um, on their shoulders. And so I was able to make the connection between both owners and we took over their lease. And that was 2010. That's crazy. So when we moved into this 21,000 square foot facility. And so that's where performance kind of was birthed. You know, it was tough at first just to let people know in the area. And um, and that's kind of how it started. You know? Yeah, I, I love it. And then kind of how did it grow from, you know, really just you guys to, you, know, you got Bill on staff here. And I mean, you guys have got quite a few, you know, staff members at this point. So, how, you know, kind of yeah. how did that, that growth happen? Uh, it happened slowly. Yeah. You know, it was... That's uh, probably the best way to do it, you know, as it opposed is. to just this like rapid, like, hey, I'm going to try to blow up and, and then create yeah. this kind of subpar, you know, yeah. subpar uh, you know, quality product. Yeah, we didn't really use tons of capital to like... Um, you know, just pay ton- a lot of salaries and just do a lot of hires and, and spend tons of money on marketing. Like literally, 
we just grew through time. Um, we, it, it was very authentic. It was a slow growth, but I feel like we're just so locked in. Like our, the core of who we are, the core of our team, the core of our culture is super tight because of that process. That's great. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, it's, it's definitely a different route and no route is better than another. It's just the one that we decided to go with primarily because of financial reasons, you know, sure. we didn't have tons of cash to just try to grow fast. And so we got a lot of uh, referrals through the years. Um, you know, a lot of people know us in the area, you know, that took time. Sure um, there's some other big names out here that definitely, you know, spent more money on marketing, et cetera, um, that people know of. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, that's great, man. That's, that's fantastic. I think it's cool though. Like I said, you, you, it allows you to create a good culture. It allows you to, you know, have your hand in the product and be able to kind of create something that's that's unique and something that's a little bit different than, than others. So, yeah. uh, Bill, we'll come back to you, man. Tell me a little bit about kind of what makes, you, you know, your style of training unique or, or, or what makes, you know, Chadwick's unique in your opinion. Um, I think the, I guess, kind of the way that I fit into Chadwick's is I kind of meshed and molded into a lot of the areas that we have offered, yeah. mainly on the personal training and performance side, um, working with both of those, um, I kind of wouldn't consider necessarily like a guru on one side or the other, but I find myself very good on both sides. I'm able to re retain clients on both sides. I enjoy both a lot. Um, and Chadwick's is really unique because you have this whole entire onboarding program within performance. So you, uh, I had my CSCS before I ever came here. I had Nice. Um, the certification, I had a knowledge background of the strength and conditioning world. And then coming here and I realized that there's a whole other asset and avenue of performance I had no idea about. So I, I think we offer a much higher level of training from top to bottom, whether you're going to look at PT or SP. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what we, we strive ourselves in. Yeah. So, uh, kind of growing ourselves organically by word of mouth, kind of like mm -hmm. a family culture environment. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, Top level training. Yeah. yeah, I think it's huge. You know, it, it, you know, referrals the best compliment anybody can pay you, right? And to be able to say like, hey, we're we're obviously creating something that's unique and something that's 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 not just subpar run of the mill that you're going to get any other kind of global gym or any other box to say, hey, man, like we've really created this kind of unique piece. And uh, Josh, I'll ask the same question to you, man. Like, what kind of makes you guys unique, and 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 what makes you different than than say the global gym around the corner? I love the globe. Is that from the movie The Globe? Which is I, I don't know. It's just a phrase. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. Dodgeball. Dodgeball's, Dodgeball's great, Let's man. Go. I love it, man. We can get like a chant going here, you know, Dude, or something. Zach, one of our trainers, uh, took you know the the, the the picture above the uh, the main dude, the yeah. Global Gym. He had the uh, he's like grabbed the bull by the horns. So he took that picture and then edited my face. No, he did. And uh, oh, it's well, awesome. I oh, put it on my Instagram. I got I got to see that. Yeah, you got to look at it. We're definitely not Global Gym. Um, <laughs> We are we are different because uh, you know at the at the grassroots of, of how things started how I wanted to build this business was I want to not just make an impact in our community here but I want to also make a ripple effect to help the ripple effect in the industry itself within trainers you know because I saw what it what it was how people viewed it like yeah. you know the guy who you know, had his sleeve showing, uh, a protein shake in one hand, maybe a, a wooden stick in his other hand, and he's and he's telling someone to do uh, cotton reps. You right. know, and um, you know that I I just was like, you know what? That's not where this industry is going, 
and there's a lot of good training out there. There's a lot of experts out there. There's actually science now yeah. that we could base our decisions off of when creating how we go about training and, and working with the human body. And, and um, you know, I wanted to be a part of that change. And I would say in the last 10, 15 years, there's been a huge change with fitness and performance. And so that's kind of, when I, when I interview someone, that's something that I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for, okay, I know you're passionate about this industry, but I want to know, are you passionate about continuing education? Mm-hmm. Are you passionate about wanting to be an expert in this field? And do you have some passion uh, to some degree for just the industry in, its, in itself? And, you know, there's, there's a bunch of other questions, but those are some of the top ones that I, that I look at. And, um, and that culture is kind of what we've created where, yeah, we are one location, but you know, there's a lot of, you know, we train uh, pro, pro athletes here. Um, we have clients that come in that have been trained with other people for a long time. We're like, dang, wow, okay. Uh, these are like categories I had no idea about that you guys are actually helping me with. And so the biggest thing is just being an expert, meeting the client where they're at, and we're appointment-based. So I would say that's a big difference, you know, where a lot of other places are more class-based or maybe uh, semi-private, mm-hmm. and, and all of them are great. We do have group fit here. We do have, it's, it's not a huge part of our uh, identity, the, the group classes. Um, it's more of the expert being in the appointment-based, uh, uh, you know, experience there. Yeah, I think that's huge, you know, to, like I said, I love what you said, it's like, you know, hey, we actually use some science to back up what the heck we're doing, man, because there's so much just, myth and kind of bro science if you will right like yeah i'm just going to slap a heavy barbell on your back and then i'm going to yell at you while you push this thing it's yeah. like, dude, there's so much more you know kind of dedication to this and there's so much more finesse that, that, that can get some clients some crazy good results versus somebody who's just beating the crap out of people and yelling at them yeah. right I, I think that kind of scares people away from the idea of like Ooh, i don't know if i want to hire a trainer well back in the day and i'm saying this generally so just i gotta be careful how i say this but sure what i saw a lot in my experience um, but what I saw is a lot of trainers that were training 10, 15, 20 years ago were doing it because it was a hobby. It was a passion of theirs. Yeah. They just loved training. And they're like, well, why not make some money and train others too? So that necessarily not, that is not a bad thing uh, at its root because it's something you love and you want other people to join your journey. Sure. But it kind of is short-sighted. It's kind of it, – there's limitations there because it's like, yeah, I just want you to do my exercises. You know, I'm just here because I love training. There's more to training. It's like, are you going to actually look and see what is the best way to train? What does the client really need? I know the client is saying this, but based on doing another evaluation, you might find out they need X, Y, and Z. So now you're bringing more value to the client. So all those conversations aren't going to happen if your main reason of training is just, this is my hobby. Hey, I want, you know, 20 to 30 clients to, to just do what I'd love to do. Right. And again, that kind of goes back to, hey, they're just doing what I've always done. And just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I mean, it's the fitness industry myth of, oh, there's this guy online, he's got abs and he's selling an ab program. Like, let me need, I need to buy that. You know what I mean? So I think it's important that you guys are making that distinguish, you know, dis, you know distinguishable in your product. Yeah. Uh, and you guys also do a ton, I mean, you guys have a ton of continuing education. I love what you said. Hey, like, I want somebody who's a lifelong learner and somebody who says, hey, I'm not just going to meet the status quo with this. Uh, you know, Bill just mentioned, hey, he's got the CSCS, which is, I mean, that's the gold standard for strength and conditioning. You know, what other kind of things have you guys seen? You know, this to either one of you, really, what, what kind of certifications do you guys have? And like, how, how has that kind of elevated your, your training programs? Yeah, you know, uh, 
I would say almost all of us probably have the FMS, yep. which, you know, we, we, it's not like we live and die by it to the nth degree, but sure. we love a lot of the practices with that. It's been super helpful. Um, there's a lot of practical uses with it. Very much um, so. And so we do teach that, you know, Bill mentioned our onboarding. And so we have a whole onboarding, you know, sometimes it takes 20 weeks to go through, sometimes shorter, depending on how many times we meet with that new trainer. But understanding how to use the FMS and also other other tests that we've added within our evaluation process. So, you know, we'll go through all of that. So FMS is one. Uh, another one is NKT. Yep. I really enjoyed that. Neurokinetic therapy. Yep. And so uh, me and Aaron, um, we are both certified with that, and that's been awesome. That's a whole nother world. Yeah, that's uh, definitely got some, some nitty-gritty. Real, yeah. it, it definitely has some principles of, of things that even I learned at PT school. You know, yeah. it's, it's a really fascinating uh, system. It is. And it's just, it's just nice to have that tool um, and to have that opportunity to, to do that. You know, there's, there's a, probably a handful of others that I'm not thinking of that our trainers XPS. do have. Yeah. 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 XPS is great. Yeah, we, obviously, um, a lot of our trainers that work with the athletes, we have the uh, XPS certification, XS performance specialist, which really dives into all of the different movements that are involved in all sports and activities. So, mm -hmm. everything from linear movement to lateral movement with acceleration top speed, lateral shuffle crossover deceleration, covers all of those areas and how to progressively load your different phases as far as plyometrics and movement skill. So I think that uh, brings a whole nother level of uniqueness to us here. Yeah, I mean, the XPS is sharp. I mean, it, I've even looked at it from a PT standpoint of going to, to get some of that additional stuff, especially when you're, you know, if you look at sport development and being able to develop quick feet and the ability to accelerate and injury prevention that comes with some of that stuff. I, you know, mm -hmm. there's, again, people just think, oh, if I strap some weights to my legs and put them on myself, like that's going to help me learn to decelerate and learn to, you know, make me a better athlete. And while, yes, that's an avenue of it, there's so much more, again, science to this as opposed to, Hey, bro, we're just going to yell at you while you yeah. lift weights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing that makes you guys unique is, man, this space is super incredible, man. I'd love if you guys kind of painted a picture for us as to, you know, what you use, utilize the space for, what it looks like. I mean, it's it's wide open. I mean, your imagination can run wild in this place. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's, uh, to my knowledge today, I think we're the only facility with that much open space with air sure. conditioning. Yeah. So a lot of the other places we have the garage doors and the, and the big S fan. We also have a big S fan as well, but we have air is, that, that comes into. So during the hot summer months, which we have plenty of those in Nashville. That we do. You know, that is <laughs> awesome for our clients where they're like, you know, wow, you know, you got the high ceilings, tons of space, you got some turf area, um, tons of fun functional equipment, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't have tons of machines, you know, we're not like the YMCA. So it's, it's <laughs> kind of, it's definitely even continues that openness feel yeah. because of the types of, uh, you know, functional equipment that we choose. And so, yeah, you know, when you walk in, obviously it looks like a performance facility because it that's does. what Velocity created it for. But really, um, our rep, most of our training revenue is actually personal training fitness. Yeah, that's that's, that's the majority. Now, sports performance is definitely catching up. Yep. It's 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 getting close to 50-50, but we have tons of people that come in here, just general population, people wanting to lose weight, feel better, um, be able to exercise without having that nagging injury. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of where we step in. I would say that's another point of how we're different is, um, you know, our trainers are not trying to be a physical therapist. We right. we know where our lines are. Absolutely. We respect them. We know when it's time to refer to somebody. But there's times where if they have something that's nagging them and it's something just basic, like, you know what, we just got to get those glutes 
working a little bit better. You know, right. we just need to foam roll and do a few stretches on your hip flexor actually. And oh wow, wait, my pain it is actually yeah, my pain is gone that I've been having for a few months, and now I can exercise. Cool, awesome. Um, that saved you a whole trip, you know, oh. to go see the physical therapist. But like, if your pain is not getting better after some of the basic evaluations that we do, yeah, we're gonna refer you to the PT down the street, like yourself. Right. You know. So I think that's what people love is like. They're, we're able to like kind of work on the smaller things and, and still continue training instead of saying, just do it harder. And if you really get hurt, then well, I yeah. might not see you for three months, but at least you're in good hands with the PT. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like let's run somebody into the ground yeah. here and just take them to the nth degree. But I yeah. think it's great though, like to have, again, you have those tools at your disposal to say, hey, like you don't need the, the highest paid person in the room, you know, PT or, or MD or orthopedic surgeon, whoever, right, to, to be able to triage these things. If you guys got those things at your disposal, it's like, heck yeah, like your clients love that. I mean, I would love that if I'm like, all right, I can get all this done at one, one stop shop and it feels yeah. better after a couple simple, easy peasy stretches. Yeah. Uh, and then again, it comes back to the idea that like you guys are dedicating yourself to this continuing education piece as opposed to just simply saying, all right, man, we're just, we got clients, we're just gonna keep rolling with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is the worst place to be. Yeah, we're always, we're always evolving. Every year, we're adding more to the onboarding, everyone, is always adding something new with their own journey for continuing education. It's a huge part of of the culture here. And I feel like that's what brings more value for the trainer. They're yeah. like, you know what, this is awesome. Like yeah. I'm not just gonna hit a wall and just train the same Lisa and Joe every Tuesday, Thursday and just get burnt out, you know, so. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think the same way that we use um, the tools from our toolbox to help reduce injury or help any injuries too, with the tools that we have, we have general population, what Josh was saying is most of our revenue. So we have a lot of general pop clients. So that's who we deal with a lot. But a lot of our general pop clients like to be active, like Absolutely. to be able to run around with the kids, maybe play adult co-ed sports league or something like that. We have some active adult um, general pop who needs some little bit of plyometric work or needs to know how to do a little bit of movement skills so they're not getting hurt so they can keep coming back to train. Absolutely, it's huge. I mean, like you know, and that's why I classify an athlete in my practice. Like, hey, man, if you're if you got a body, you're an athlete, man. It's like whether you're trying to play with your kids or you're trying to run around in the backyard and throw a ball with them, or, or you know, like I said, you're trying to play some some adult league soccer, right? Like, mm -hmm. you're, you're an athlete still. Like, you got to be able to move and, and and to be able to have somebody guide them to those those pieces again. Not all of us are trying to run a forty yard dash as fast as we can at the NFL Combine. <laughs> yeah. But at the same token, you, we still want to be able to move around when we're seventy five years old. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Which I think is an important dis distinguishing thing. And you know that's why I love doing these podcasts and I love you know meeting with folks like you guys because you guys are on the forefront of preventing heart disease and diabetes and, and yes. all these other just diseases that are preventable if you just help people move a little bit right and yeah. an injury you know you guys are able to triage some of that in the early goings or you know you know when to refer out but these are helping people accomplish uh you know these goals in life so they can move around when they're 75. Yes. i mean aging poorly is optional like i tell people that all the time I love that, like 100%. Man, you can sit here and be, you know, 60. I mean, I, I, I literally have seen both ends of the spectrum. 75-year-old guys still doing half Ironmans, mm -hmm. and I got 50-year-olds who can't, you know, get out of bed. You're like, why? This makes no sense. 
That's awesome. It's it's optional, right? So yeah. so continuing to move and, and obviously find find some trainers and things like that that can help you along the path. Yeah. Uh, perfect. So uh, you guys, uh, you know, we alluded to the FMS and things like that as well. What are some other screening tools that you guys use? Uh, yes, the FMS for those of you who maybe don't know, uh, it's a functional movement uh, screen. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great tool that um, I think is perfect for to look at movement to look at uh, people's flexibility and start giving them tools to. Uh, improve on these things right like yep. so how do you guys use the fms and other screening tools to, to kind of get clients where they want to go yeah you know we um we do have uh we do the sfma sfma yeah. sorry um i use that as well it's great yeah. it's a great tool yes yeah, so we have two athletic trainers on staff and so they're both certified with that so if we do need to get a deeper dive in something that we're seeing and there's some pain going on we'll we'll refer them to our two athletic trainers and or either one and, and, and do something, you know, obviously you know what that is. It kind of goes to more of a breakout if there is an right. issue with a certain segment of the body, if there's a limitation. So we, we do that as well. We've kind of just, you know, we've learned so much from different, you know, people out there that are experts in different fields. So we've kind of just, you know, brought in a lot of different tests. So it's not so much of like a, this is the blank test. It's yeah. kind of like we've kind of created our own yeah. eval. And it's always open to grow. You know, Absolutely. there's times where we like, you know what, this is actually not helping us. We're going to take this out and let's put this other one in. Um, but the biggest thing is just testing like, hey, is there a limitation with mobility? Is there a limitation with stability? Yeah. You know, I'm kind of speaking from the FMS language. Those, those, are, those are huge. And there's different ways that you can accomplish that. The other angle that we mentioned is kind of bringing the NKT in mm. is, okay, you might pass some of these tests. But let me get you on the table. Let me do some manual muscle testing because if, if your rec fem is not strong, it's actually super weak, but you passed all these tests, it's a whole nother layer like, okay, um, we need to make sure that this, all of these muscles are locked in solid neurologically because yeah. that's the first level of strength is neurologically, Absolutely. right? So let's make sure that that signal is, is not um, compromised and it's, it's coming to all the muscles as, as it should. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of the, the other layer that we've kind of added in the last one to two years, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's huge to be able to at least have some type of objective measure of like, hey, this is where you have some deficits. This is how it correlates to your problems. Mm -hmm. And we're continually working on these things yeah. as opposed to just, again, going through the motions and, and just kind of ignoring some of these things. So I think it's important to, to talk about. I'd love if you guys maybe waited a little bit and you talked about you know mobility versus you know stability or, or control, right? I, I love putting people in those two camps as well. It's, it's an easy box for patients to understand and it's an easy box for uh, you know, even us to understand, right? So, so I'd love if you guys weigh in a little bit, kind of the difference between the two, or, or how you guys see that, you know, mobility versus stability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, people range of motion. You know, in regards to mobility, you know, kind of explain like, hey, you know, if I'm doing a seated uh, thoracic spine rotation test, and I'll just show them like, okay, put this dowel on your on your shoulders, and I'll sit down, and yep. I want you to rotate. Okay, you see this limitation? And let me show you what it looks like. And then if I'm good in it, I'll show them, like, this is actually where right. I want you to be. And I'll show them, like, hey, there is a limitation here. Now, it could be a stability issue. Sure. But, you know, as we kind of do a few other side tests, we can find out a lot of times it's just, hey, this guy or this girl struggles with T-spine rotation. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They have low back pain a lot when they golf. Yeah. Or, when, or just 
cleaning their house at home. And you're reaching up you know, yep. They got in the car and they reached over to get that seat belt. Oh, I don't have T-spine. Now my low back is mm. feeling that tension and now I got this back pain. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, in regards to mobility, I, I see that a lot, you know, just being yeah. stuck at the chair all day. Um, I, it, but again, stability is, is, I see that as um, just as much of a problem as the mobility. I would say with my, the clients that I've worked with, I see more limitations with mobility. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's easy to, it's easy to, you know, both things definitely play into it, right? I mean, it's like, for example, I think about some of the barbell athletes that we see. It's like they can, they can hold, you know, a light dumbbell overhead at, at a particular point, but then you start getting a heavier barbell and start doing some overhead squats or some other crazy stuff with it, and suddenly you can't control it. It's like, yeah. hey, you've got plenty of mobility to control that under another load, but you start adding weight or you start adding intensity on top of it and suddenly the, their stability is just not there yeah. you know what i mean yeah uh it can be a huge piece and just as important to to tackle you know along the line as well yeah you know another common one we see is uh runners out there and there's tons of runners in this obviously in nashville it's beautiful out here um plenty of good places to run yeah um and so we'll do a single leg you know we can do a single leg test with them and kind of see their stance leg how well is their pelvis being controlled, you know? And when we break that down, a lot of times we'll find out, oh, your glute med is not strong at all. Like yeah. it's not stable. And so when we watch them run, we'll see that hip drop and everyone's gonna yeah, have that hip drop, but it's it's way more than it should. And it's causing pain in different areas. And so we can address that stability. Okay, hey, uh, we're gonna do some mini band work. Let's start working on the, on the glute med. Um, here's some take-home exercises mm-hmm. that you can do as well. You know, you don't have to always just do it with us. You know, we want to empower our, our clients, Jeez. you know, where where they don't have to always feel like they have to come and, and work with us. That's a big thing is like we want to we want them to be more intuitive of their body. So as we have these tools and we learn and grow and, and increase, we just want to give it to them. Like that's a big part of what we do is we want to empower our, our, our clients, you know. And then they're like – then they start talking to other people like, yeah – they start kind of talking like us a little bit. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, because you don't have to, that's okay to like be confident on, on a few things that you learn. Because truth is truth. You don't have to have a title on your shirt. You know, truth is truth on certain, in certain conversations, you know. And so that's what I love is, is just so giving good. them that. Yeah, that's huge. I, I love what you said there, you know, talking about, you know, especially with runners, right? That kind of hip drop a little bit, super common. I see a lot, it's a pattern that I pick up a lot on the clinic as well. And so then their back starts hurting, and their foot starts hurting. And so then like the first thing that everyone wants to do is just say, oh, I want to go to stretching, right? My back feels tight and I need to start stretching it out a little bit. And it's like, no, man, like there's some stability stuff going on. Like we need to get some strength on board so that you can, you know, run and control yourself on, on, on one leg. And yeah. I love that you guys are thinking in that process, right? So, so yeah. as, as opposed to, again, you know, the typical trainer would just say, well, you know what, I'm just going to go for some, some stretching for your back. You know, I don't know what else to do, but you guys have gone above and beyond really to start studying some movement and quality of movement. Yeah. Because, again, if you guys can catch this stuff on the front end, right, then they don't need to see me and they don't need to see higher end on the, the, the totem pole with MD. Yeah. And then they stop working out. And then, again, it's this vicious cycle of now I've got, you know, it's another excuse for them to stop working out, which yeah. is the worst. Yeah. And, and I always tell clients that, and you, you probably have seen this too. I know Bill has where, let's say back, because that's the most popular one. Yeah. My back's hurting me. Oh, okay. Oh, so <laughs> let's just stretch that low back or foam roll the heck out of it. Well, no. You know, like they, we are, we tend to go to those areas that we feel, but that actually may not be the area that we even touch. Right. You know, we might be, you know. 16 inches in a different direction that we actually work on 
mm-hmm. with mobility or stability, and then that issue goes away. And so, you know, that's that's just t- teaching our clients like, hey, foam rolling is great, stretching is great from a general standpoint. But if you go hammer time on one muscle, <laughs> yeah. right? If you go deep tissue on one muscle, you actually might be making it worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like somebody pull out a lacrosse ball and they'll just beat themselves <laughs> yeah. to pieces, and you're like. Dude, you just like bruised the crap out of yourself. Like, no wonder it feels worse than it did a yeah. second ago. You know, what are some other tools that you guys use to kind of improve folks' mo- you know flexibility and mobility and things like that? Obviously, we know that that's not the sole case based on everything we just talked about. But yeah. you know, what are some things that you guys use to improve some of that, especially as it relates to FMS and and improving some of these other you know, screening deficits that you see? Um, I mean, really, we kind of just after we get that FMS, we try to get a series of correctives from the FMS. Yeah, I love it. And um, so we got, there's three parts of that where you get your soft tissue work to target the areas that you need to for that FMS. From there, you get some mobilization. So a lot of that happens within the T-spine is a lot of people who are tight within that area. Super tight. Uh, a lot of general pop, they're gonna be tightening their hip flexors from sitting at a desk too long. And a lot mm-hmm. of times that's causing their back pain. They don't realize it because their hip flexors are pulling themselves forward every time they try to stand up. Absolutely. But um, So we'll get the series from soft tissue work to mobilization and then we'll We'll get some activation work in there as well, mm-hmm. but as we do that, we also we kind of we kind of spice in the corrective works throughout the workout too. So even in between sets, while they're catching their breath, we'll have them get into somewhat of a mobility stretch. Mm-hmm. Nothing too deep or too long, just to keep that muscle body and muscle tissue from getting too tight. And um, the a big problem is people just don't stretch and they don't want to do any of that stuff. Right, right. So a lot of people that like, give you backlash, do I really have to get on the foam roller? Do I really have to do this? <laughs> and just stay on stay on them and stay with them over time. And once they start to see the results and they're not having aches and pains or like the Dons and delayed onset muscle soreness all the time and they're mm-hmm. able to recover faster, train more often, then uh, they'll start to believe in you a little bit more. So trying to just get them to buy in on taking care of their bodies and yeah. not just doing the all the exercises that look cool on Instagram. <laughs> right. So they're like, they'll come in and they want to do all these cool exercises. Well, guess what? You got a number one on your deep squat, so you're not going to be doing this, this, and that. <laughs> right. so, you don't need to be squatting on a BOSU ball when, uh, <laughs> when you have zero mobility to squat on, yeah. on flat land. You know so, what I mean? Uh, I, I love I love the, the series with that, right? It's like, hey, let's get some soft tissue work in there. Let's get some mobilization work in there to the joint and some of the other tissue surrounding it. Uh, but then it's like, let's load it up on the back end of it too, right? That's the biggest key, right? That is the biggest thing. I have clients all the time come to me, I've been doing mobility work. You know, you know, why am I not improving flexibility? It's like, dude, you spent ten, you know, you spent two minutes doing it, you know, every couple other, you know, every other day, every couple of days. So A, that's that's not enough in and of itself. But then you never load into that tissue afterward. And so I love that you're talking about, hey, I sprinkle it in. Hey, naturally it's perfect. They're trying to catch their breath. They don't want to do it anyways, but let's let's do it while we're in the middle of the clinic or you know in the middle yeah. of the gym working out. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect time to do it because then they're going to work out afterwards and actually load into that new tissue so that they can learn to control that new range of motion and actually create some type of change uh, in their mobility long term. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love it. Any other things that you would weigh in on yeah. from a, a you know tools that you use? Yeah. No. Um, you know, I I always recommend for those that really want to take it to the next level and do it at home, you know, the foam roller is definitely something you want. I'm a big fan of the uh, foam ball. Yeah, those are so good. I want to say eight inch, maybe, yeah. give or take. Um, that's a great one to get into the psoas when it's needed. Super good. You know, um, obviously then the lacrosse ball, you know, for the spots that are um, 
a little bit smaller or you're ready for that more firm pressure. We use a um, lot of the uh, percussion tools here too. Yeah, yeah, super great. Yeah, just yeah a lot of our clients are just buying their own, which is which is great. Um, again, like I said, it's it's great from a general warm up standpoint, but you don't want to just hammer one spot if it's not the right spot. <laughs> right, it can right. make it can really make things worse. I've seen it happen right in front of me. Like, All right, go ahead, yeah, do that, and then three minutes later, <laughs> yep, pain is still there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's not the right one. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we're a big fan of uh, active isolated stretching. Yeah, I love AIS. it. AIS. Yep. yep. With the reciprocal inhibition. Just kind of, I, I believe in that. I, I, it's huge. I, yeah. I use it all the time. Yeah, I love it. Um, so if there is a corrective of like working on the hip flexor, we'll, we'll do like a half kneeling stretch, but we do it with the two seconds on and relax, kind of ease into mm -hmm. it um, while contracting the opposite side, you know. Um, as, as it goes. So. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying, like, hey, I guess I'm a half knee, like, get that glute squeezed up a little bit, work through it. Yep. It's huge, you know, because then you're, again, you know, if you're activating one side, you're going to get some inhibition of that hip flexor, actually allow you to sit into it. You know, breathing can be a huge piece of that as well. Actually, breathing through some of that mobility as opposed to sitting here tensing up because then you're just fighting your body at that point. Um, right. and, and I love it that you guys are adding in some of that kind of contract, relax, reciprocal inhibition type stuff. Yeah. That's fantastic and, mm -hmm. and a super great tool to use with, with, with patients because then they, they can they know how to do it. They know what it feels like. They get a deeper stretch, and they're like, all right, this is actually working. You know, yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time doing this silly weird stretch that we've been doing since the second grade, you know what I mean, <laughs> uh, that everyone sees in gym class uh, with everyone else. So, yeah. yeah. That's huge. Uh, one of the cool things that you guys have is you know, you've got a rehab room that you've kind of added in now. You know, you yeah. we've alluded to this quite a bit already. You know, you've got some athletic trainers on board, yeah. you know, obviously with your NKT stuff. And, yeah. and so tell me how you guys use, utilize the rehab room. Yeah, that room is used for rehab, obviously. Um, <laughs> and um, and we have, you know, our athletic trainers oversee that. They do the rehab there. And, um, and we use that room for stretching when needed, NKT yeah. um, when needed, and our evaluations. Um, uh, the, the eval part where we don't need to be out on the turf and use a treadmill or use the, the turf area. So um, that's just kind of our quieter room where we can kind of work on some of the things that are uh, less required of movement. You sure. know? So um, it is a beautiful space. You know, we just added it as well as this office that we're sitting in. We did about a year and a half ago. Um, and it was just great to kind of just split up these rooms a little bit, use them a little bit better. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it, it's been awesome. It's been it's been awesome to just kind of have that full circle of we got our athletes, we got our fitness clients, and then yes, if you do have pain, we're gonna come work on you and, and help you get out of that pain as well within our rehab department. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's super cool to have all that you know available. It's just such a great again. If we can prevent somebody from having to go ten different places. And then getting crappy advice from somebody else and telling them to stop working out. It's like, yeah. dude, why not have all that that yeah. kind of in one one play? I yeah. love it. I love it. So, um, guys, tell me how we get in contact with you and learn more about Chadwick's. And if we want to come work out with you guys, how's, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah. Uh, our website is chadwicksfitness.com. And um, I'm pretty sure our Instagram is just chadwicksfitness. Um, but, yeah, you can message us through. Uh, it's really easy to message us through our, our website. Um, obviously, you can just give us a call as well. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, and so yeah, that's yeah. great. I appreciate. It. We'll drop all the all y'all's infos in the comment comments per usual. So you guys go ahead, come check out Chadwick's. It's a great facility. Uh, you guys have a lot of expertise, and uh, thanks for your time today. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. 
Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance, check out our clinic on Instagram at Momentum underscore Sports PT or at MomentumSportsPT.com.